0: Well, the Patriots are looking to establish some consistency. And Christian Barmore, well, he appears to be on the right trajectory for New England. The Raiders quarterback Derek Carr had some words to say about his new head coach, Josh McDaniels, and general manager Dave Zeigler, saying, quote, they've been great. Now, ladies and gentlemen, unless the Patriots have a strong tag and trade possibility The odds of them tagging J.C. Jackson are very low. Now, Chris Godwin will come very expensive, but the Patriots should prioritize him this offseason. And CBS is suggesting that perhaps the Indianapolis Colts should be looking at Carson Wentz as a prime trade candidate. What's up, kids? My name is Ray Rout, and welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. I'm what you can call a uh, New England Patriots super fan. And uh, I'm always going to find a way to talk about the six-time Super Bowl champions. But I'll just chat about the Patriots. I discuss the entire NFL, no matter what time of year it is. I'm always here to give you your football fix. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that I am a member of the Dear Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything that I'm doing over there, as well as over a hundred podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlundell.com has everything that you're looking for. And uh, hey, if you're a fan of the Dear Passage podcast and you're looking for a place to get all of my content, head on over to RayRoute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. You'll find all my latest episodes of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, plus my newest video blogs, merch store, and more. Go to rayroute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H dot com and get all of my newest free content all in one place. And listen, if you're looking for exclusive Dear Pats Nation content, head on over to my Patreon page and become a Loyalty Club member for only $5 a month. Here's the perks you get for joining the Patreon page. You get the live video of the Dear path Nation podcast when I go live at 8.30ish. You get it live. You get direct access to me. Send me a message and I guarantee I'll answer you. Your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Dear path Nation podcast. Plus, every Friday night at 7.30pm Eastern Standard Time. You can join the Patreon hangout with me and all of the Loyalty Club members. So for $5 a month, you get exclusive videos. You get your comments and questions answered, and you get the Friday Hangout. So come check out the Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. And with that being said, let's get this show started. And as always, we're going to start with our Patreon questions. Now it was Sunday, so it was a light load. Just one question, and it comes from our boy Alex who says, Could Mitchell Trubisky get a chance to start somewhere? uh in the rest of his career or do you think he'll just be a backup now this is an interesting question and I did read it earlier and I was kind of sort of formulating my answer in my head and I think when it comes to Mitch Trubisky it's all going to come down to is he an upgrade over the current quarterback situation now when you look around the NFL I would say that this is probably the most quarterback heavy time we've ever been in where a lot of teams have their starting quarterback I don't see a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wanting to Mitch Trubisky after you know going from Tom Brady to Trubisky is going to be very difficult. However, when I start looking around and thinking teams that maybe Trubisky could find a starting job, the Carolina Panthers are definitely a team. Nobody in the AFC East, nobody in the AFC South, maybe Denver, depending if they can't get their hands on Aaron Rodgers or one of those premier quarterbacks that are available. The New Orleans Saints possibly, but then you got James Winston kicking around. Maybe they re-sign him. I mean, at this point, you'd probably rather see Mason Rudolph and what he can do in Pittsburgh than bringing on Mitch Trubisky. And I'm sure there's teams that I'm not thinking about at the moment, but I think when you break it all down that it makes sense that he'll probably be a backup unless he ends up on like one of those few teams that are looking for desperate quarterback support. It's an interesting story, though, because basically what I've been told is is Trubisky was not set up for success. He had a bad offensive line. Matt Nagy just ruined him. Matt Nagy is now the quarterback coach of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, so maybe I hope he did. Maybe he can figure out a way to <laughs> to ruin Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, so it's it's an interesting one. It really is. It's an interesting question. I think if I was going to give you a firm answer, I would probably say no. I don't think he's going to have a chance to be a starting quarterback somewhere. However, you never know. Maybe he gets an opportunity. Maybe he becomes a backup somewhere. Maybe they get hurt. Maybe he gets the opportunity to come out and, you know, he gets a chance to be a starter. Thank you for your question, Alex. And remember, if you want your questions answered, not just questions, comments as well, if you want them answered, discussed on the Dear Pats Nation podcast, head on over to our Patreon page, guaranteed to be answered on every show. It's the only way to get me to answer your questions. It's Sunday night, so no producer Mike. Never pressure him to come work on weekends. I'm here on my lonesome, but we do got five stories we're going to talk about. We're going to start with the Christian Barmore story and how... The Patriots are looking to establish some consistency across that defensive line, and well, Christian Barmore is on the right trajectory. After that, we're going to talk about the Raiders, Derek Carr and his feelings on Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. He's also going to talk about his. We're going to talk about his uh, contract a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about the Patriots and the possibility of him them tagging J.C. Jackson and Mike Reese, basically saying the probabilities are low. The Patriots need a number one wide receiver. Chris Godwin is available. Let's see what the Patriots decide to do there. And then, of course, we can talk a little bit about the Indianapolis Colts, since we don't have our boy Lawrence on anymore. I guess I should cover the subject from time to time. And I'm just going to talk about a lot of this junk I'm seeing about the possibility of him being traded by the Colts. With that being said, let's get into our first story of the night. Now, the New England Patriots rookie defensive back Christian Barmore had a very productive season for the Patriots. Um, clearly Bill Belichick took a risk to trade up for Barmore and it paid off. Barmore had the most productive season in 2000 and, uh, since two th- rookie season since 2006. And the Patriots will hope that Christian Barmore brings stability across the defensive line. Now we did ask NFL fans over on our Twitter, uh, page, uh, the RayRoute.com Twitter page at Ray web. We said, <clears throat> where will Patriots Christian Barmore rank amongst all defensive tackles next season? Now, before, we, uh, before I give you my answer and before we look at what the answer is, let me tell you what Danny Gillette from Patriots Wire wrote. He wrote, said this, quote, New England Patriots rookie defensive tackle Christian Barmore had a productive 2021 season, recording 46 tackles and a sack and a half. Barmore made the most of his rookie season. With New England having traded up in the 2021 NFL draft to select Barmore, it appears that the risk was worthwhile. Barmore's 48 rookie pressures was the second most by a rookie defensive tackle since 2006. And as New England looks to establish a level of consistency at defensive tackle, Barmore appears to be on the right trajectory. So as I said, we did ask people on our Twitter page today, where should people expect Patriots Christian Barmore to rank amongst all defensive tackles next season? The options we gave was top 10, top 15, top 20, and then lower than 20. Now, before I reveal what Patriot fans and, well, fans from around the NFL are thinking, I said top 15, which garnered 32% of the vote. Not because I don't have faith in Christian Barmore to be a top 10. I've just learned my lesson over the years from fan and media expectations. And I think as a podcaster who has a little bit of a following, who talks about the Patriots, who some people take my word seriously. I don't want to put unrealistic expectations on Christian Barmore. So I'm not sitting here saying that he is not capable of being a top 10 defensive tackle. I think he's more than capable of being a top five defensive tackle. However, going into your second year, I think that I want to play this a little bit more conservatively. So I pick top 15. However, 56% of the votes came out today and said that he was going to be a top 10 defensive tackle in the NFL next season. 8% said top 20, and 4% said lower than 20. I think that those got to be Buffalo Bills fans or Bill Belichick hate us. Uh, listen, I get the top 10 prediction. I get the expectations. I'm not even prepared at this point to say that that you know expecting Christian Barmore to be a top 10 next year is an unrealistic expectation. Like I said, I have chosen to go the conservative route because the last couple of years I got a little bit aggressive and it kind of blew up in my face. And I don't really want to go through that again. I don't want to have that egg of, well, we didn't quite accomplish what uh, we set out to accomplish, even though I have nothing to do with what the Patriots accomplish. What I will put on the table is Christian Barmore is very good. I was all over him pre-draft. I'm one who fully admits I am wrong way more than I'm right. I was so right about Christian Barmore. Only place I was wrong is I didn't think he was going to fall to the second round. I thought that the Patriots were going to take him in the first round because I also didn't think the Patriots were going to get a quarterback. I said they weren't going to trade up. and There's no way any of those top fives were going to drop to the 15. And then they did. And they got Mac Jones and Christian Barmore. So, I mean, listen, in my time as a Patriots fan as my time as covering the Patriots for organizations like Newsbreak or Dean Blundell or my time of covering the Patriots just in the fact that my YouTube page and as a podcast or whatever it may be, I've never been so happy with the Patriots draft and Christian Barmore is just one of the main reasons I'm there. But I'm going to move into this next story now which is about the uh, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr talking about Josh McDaniels and Dave Zeigler. Uh, following that, we're going to talk about JC Jackson and how the probability of the Patriots using the franchise tag are low. We're going to talk about the possibility of the Patriots signing somebody like Chris Godwin, who's going to come expensive, but there's people saying he should be a priority. And then we're going to finish off with an Indianapolis Colts story, which uh, has been an interesting one to follow, whether or not the Colts should trade Carson Wentz. But let's look at this Raiders story. For the first time since Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were hired, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has spoken about it publicly. Carr says that both McDaniels and Ziegler have been great. Carr also discussed upcoming contract negotiations and said it's a balance between making his money and leaving room for the Raiders to make moves to keep them competitive. And then, of course, we asked NFL fans over at at RayRouteWeb, uh, We said with Josh McDaniels, now the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, how many games do we expect the Raiders to win? But before we look at those results, let's look at what we saw on NFL.com today from just basically around the NFL staff said, quote, Derek Carr spoke publicly on Friday for the first time since McDaniels was hired last month as the Raiders new head coach. And Carr said he's looking forward to getting to know McDaniels and general manager Dave Zeigler more as the offseason progresses. Quote, they've been super awesome. They've been great," Carr said, per the Las Vegas Review Journal. "I'm just looking forward to getting to know them. We're doing the whole business relationship thing, and hopefully, we get to uh, hopefully we can get our families together and start getting to know each other and start building the unity that we had last year. Carr is in the final year of his 125 million dollar contract signed back in 2017, and. Ian Rappaport uh, uh, previously noted a strong short-term deal could be a potential outcome of the contract talks. Card declined to discuss Friday the current state of negotiations, but he did acknowledge the balance between obtaining a top-of-the-line deal but one that would allow the Raiders to acquire other players. So like I said, we asked football fans with Josh McDaniels, now the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, how many games do you expect the Raiders to win in 2022? And we gave four options 13 plus, 10 to 12, 8 to 10, or less than 8. Now, I was not in the majority. I picked 10 to 12 games that got 22% of the votes. I'll reveal the answer in a second, but I think that the Raiders are a very good team. I think what the Raiders were able to accomplish last season, despite losing their head coach, losing one of their top safeties, losing their top receiver. Derek Carr basically lifted that team on his back. Now, I think a lot of my 8 to 12, 2 is going to be dependent on what Dave Zeigler and Josh McDaniels do in the offseason. How do they draft? How do they attack free agency? How do they build the team to be better? We know that Josh McDaniels has already said that he's going to have the he's going to have the, the Raiders run a two tight end offense, which made some Patriot fans laugh because he didn't take advantage of that with Hunter Henry and John U. Smith this season. However, Uh, Derek Carr is a little bit further in his progression than Mac Jones. I do think they can be a 10 to 12 win team. Now, the winner of the poll was 8 to 10 wins that had 57.1%. 13 plus came dead last with 5.7 and less than 8 came in at 14.3%. I think those people are just hating. Uh, I get the 8 to 10. I do. Again, like I said, though, I think the Raiders are a better team than people are letting on. I'm not saying that they're going to be some, you know, breakout team this year that's going to win 13 games, go all the way to the Super Bowl. However, I think that they have an opportunity to make a lot of noise. They play in a tough AFC South or West, I apologize. They got to deal with Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Justin Herbert, see what Denver does. If it's Aaron Rodgers, then they're in a lot of trouble. However, the way the division is currently set up, I can see the Raiders being the second best team in that division. I could see them maybe winning some games they lost last season. I could maybe see them not get rolled over by the Chiefs the way they did and and really start making a good run at, you know, a playoff spot. So I don't think 10 to 12 games is too out of the equation. Anyways, for those who are saying 8 to t- 10, I hope that you're sitting more towards the 10 than the 8, but I get it. I get people not having faith, but uh, I again, I think that the Raiders are going to be better than maybe you thought they were going to be. So now we're going to look at this whole J.C. Jackson story. We're coming close to the time that the Patriots got to make a decision on what they're going to do with him with the franchise tag, and of course we're like, what, 15 days away from free agency. Uh, Following that, we're going to talk about Chris Godwin and how that he should be a priority for the Patriots and then uh, finish off our headliner tonight. Should the Colts trade or cut Carson Wentz? But let's look at this Jackson story because the New England Patriots need to start clearing up some cap space before free agency kicks off. A player like Kyle Van Noy could end up on the chopping block. Uh, But New England will also need to figure out what to do with JC Jackson. With the March 8th deadline coming up, we'll find out if the Patriots used the franchise tag. Now, we also asked NFL fans over on our Twitter page, at RayRouteWeb, quote, slapping the franchise tag on JC Jackson would cost the Patriots about $17.3 million. Do you think New England will use the franchise tag on Jackson? Now, before we look at what how people answered, let's look at what Mike Reese of ESPN wrote. He said, quote, cap cleanup. The next phase of the Patriots offseason is to monitor closely is a salary cap management and moves to clear space to best position the team to start of the 2022 league year, March 16th. Salary cap wizard Miguel Benzin at Pat's cap produced an easy-to-read snapshot of areas Bill Belichick and co. Might look to trim outside linebacker Kyle Van Noy is one example. Uh, I'd highlight as the type of decision ahead. How does Belichick balance potential savings of $4.1 million versus Van Noy's place on the roster at a cap number of $7.3 million, ninth highest on the team? There's often a surprise or two along the way. Now, here's what he said about the J.C. Jackson prediction. The window for teams to assign the franchise tag on players has opened and extends to March 8th, with cornerback J.C. Jackson likely the only candidate to strongly consider in New England. A tag would be a projected $17.3 million for the 2022 season. And unless the Patriots believe they have a strong tag and trade possibility, I rate the odds of them tagging Jackson as low. So like I said, we did ask NFL fans over on our Twitter page, slapping the franchise tag on JC Jackson would cost the Patriots about $17.3 million. Do you think that New England will use the franchise tag on Jackson? I said that I did not believe the Patriots would use the tag. I said no. Uh, number one, the Patriots don't use the franchise tag very often. They'll use things like the transitional tag like they did last year on Jackson, or they'll put a tender on them, like a second-year tender. Sorry, that's what he used, a second-year tender tag, or second-round tender, I should say. And then I think it was just the year before they used it on Joe Tooney. Besides that, the Patriots aren't really known for using the franchise tag. Plus, when you look at their current situation, uh cap-wise, 17.3 million really isn't inducive what the patriots could afford right now. See what New England's options are is to sign them to a long-term deal and have a small cap hit now with a backloaded contract, and then you restructure them as the years go on and clear up cap space. But it's uh it wasn't an even vote. No, f- no franchise tag, which I picked. Or a tag-in-trade for Jackson tied at 37.5% of the votes each, with play on the tag came in last at 25%, so still very close to the other two. Again, I think it's something that Patriot fans aren't sure what's going to happen. Everybody's taking their best-educated guess. We heard that JC Jackson wants to make top-five money. Yeah, uh, Pat's fans spoke on Thursday when they said there is no chance that Bill Belichick is going to give J.C. Jackson 20 million a year, which would be top five quarterback money. And I got to go with the people, like I said, I I don't mind the tag and trade. I could see that. But the people who said, yes, he's going to play on the tag. I know that J.C. Jackson said he would play on the tag. However, I just don't believe that the Patriots have the stomach to pay that or to have that kind of salary cap hit for one year on one player. All right, let's look at our final Patriots story of the night, and this one's going to be about uh, Chris Godwin. And then after that, we'll uh, finish off with the Colts, the Colts Carson Wentz, and how he's a prime trade candidate for Indianapolis. But, yeah, let's start with this. Uh, let's take a look at this this story here because Bill Belichick spent a ton of money in 2021 improving the New England Patriots. But one position that was ignored was signing a true number one wide receiver. CBS believes that the Patriots should make Chris Godwin their free agency, free agency priority. Now, of course, we put out a poll question on uh, railroad.com's Twitter page at Railroad Web, and we asked cbs identified chris godwin as a priority free agent for the patriots this offseason do you think that the patriots have a chance to land godwin or are there better options on the open market now before we get to the answers let me quickly read to you what jordan Dejani of cbs wrote he said remember last year when bill belichick dominated free agency from the jump those moves certainly worked out the one position where he underwhelmed a bit was that wide receiver if the Patriots want to be Super Bowl contenders, Mac Jones needs a true number 1 wide receiver. Chris Godwin will come expensive, but the Patriots should prioritize him. Now again, we asked uh or we we tweeted out that CBS identified Chris Godwin as a priority in free agency for the Patriots' soft season. Do you think the Patriots have a chance to land Godwin or are there better options on the market? We gave three options. Yes, they have a chance. No chance or better options than Godwin. Before I give my answer, I want to say that 0% of the voters, zero, we've never had a 0% of the voters said, didn't vote for a better option than Godwin. So obviously everybody out there believes that Chris Godwin could be the best option for the Patriots if they're looking for a true number one. Now, I said there's no chance that the Patriots sign Godwin. And it basically comes down to the salary cap. Bill Belichick spent a lot of money last season. I'm not here to defend Bill Belichick. I'm not really ready to say that he did a good job. He did a bad job last year. I'm talking about this year and this year alone. And the fact of the matter is, this year, Bill Belichick doesn't have the money that he had last season to spend in free agency. Chris Godwin's going to come at a big tag and a big price. And like again, you can do some of those things like I talked about with J.C. Jackson, where you can give him a... You know, a, a, a bottom-heavy contract where it's not a bit, as big of a cap hit up front. We saw that with the guys like Jonu Smith and Nelson Aguilar last season, where their cap hits really ballooned this year. And then, of course, depending on how long the deal is, you can kind of restructure it. But I, to me, I just looked at it I said, I don't think there's a chance that Godwin signs with the Patriots uh, for either which way. That, But I wasn't a part of the majority. Only 47.6% of the voters agreed with me. 52.4% of the fans who did uh answer this poll said yes they have a chance so clearly there's a lot of optimism in patriots land and i i loved, listen i love free agency because free agency is a time where just like rumors run wild and every time rumors run wild you're just like yes you know because I, i've said it uh, probably a million times like th- the off-field product of the nfl is better than the on-field product. And I mean that with all of my heart. Like, it literally is better than the on-field product. Uh, The rumors, the drama, all that kind of stuff, the arguments, the debates, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I absolutely love it, and I love that we get into it. And you know what else is beautiful? It's beautiful that we are getting into our final story of the night, and that's CBS suggesting that the Colts' Carson Wentz is a prime trade candidate. I also do want to mention, I've done a good job on my own, eh? You know, having a broadcast partner like Connor for or podcast partner, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to say broadcast. Broadcast partner with Connor for so long. I was finding it difficult to do things on my own. And I love having producer Mike on. Don't get me wrong. But I love that I can jump on here and I can do this thing. And I don't feel, like, overwhelmed like I did before. I can keep it going. I hope you guys are enjoying it, too. And if you're not enjoying it, you know, fuck off. (laughs) Uh, I only surround myself by people who adore me. I I try to stay away from the haters. I'm way too self-conscious for (laughs) that. Right, Sons? All right, let's get into this story. Look, the Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz isn't a bad quarterback, but that doesn't mean that the Colts wouldn't be in the market for an upgrade. The Colts would save $28 million with the trade and $14 million if they cut them. The only issue is there is no clear upgrade on the market. And then, of course, we asked all those NFL fans over on our Twitter account at uh, the RayRoute.com Twitter account at RayRouteWeb, with rumors and suggestions running wild, do you see a real possibility of the Indianapolis Colts trading Carson Wentz? Before we get to that answer, let me tell you what Cody Benjamin of CBS wrote. He said, quote, Wentz is far from a bad quarterback on his own. Before his late-season crash in Indy, the ex-Eagles star proved to be a fine figurehead for a team that leans more on the ground in defense. And maybe they're okay with fine, which has come to define Wentz's once-explosive career, but team owner Jim Ursay sure doesn't give that vibe. And when the team owner has all but outed himself as the quarterback's harshest uh, detractor, it's fair to wonder if the quarterback will ever comfortably suit up for his club again. Just like the Titans, they don't have an obvious path to an upgrade, but the money is right for a gamble. The Colts could save a whopping 28 million plus dollars by dealing Wentz. And if no one bites at that contract, they could easily eat some of it, perhaps close to 15 million they'd absorb by outright cutting him. Uh, just to get some of that compensation. So let's look at what NFL fans said over at Ray Rout- at Ray Route Web on Twitter. We asked a question with rumors and suge- uh, suggestions. With rumors and suggestions running wild, do you see a real possibility of the Indianapolis Colts trading for Carson Wentz, trading away Carson Wentz? I should say. Before I give the what everybody voted, I will say that I said no. I think that this is a whole lot of hoopla. I think that this is a whole lot of off-season mumbo jumbo. I think that this is a whole lot of maybe Colts fans wanting to see a Russell Wilson show up on the team or. Who knows what it is, but I don't see the scenario. I guess, I no, I don't. I don't see the scenario where the where the Colts trade away Wentz. That all being said, 52.8% of the voters said yes, they believe that this will be Carson Wentz's final year with the Colts and that they will trade him away, or I guess that there's a chance that he'll be traded away in this offseason. I don't know if that's just people getting caught up in the free agent frenzy, the trade frenzy. I don't know if that's Colts fans who have wishful thinking. I don't know if that's Patriots fans who don't appreciate Carson Wentz. I don't know what the answer to that is. What I do know is is that we're kind of in this situation now where if anything is suggested, people take it as truth. That's why I love the offseason. Uh, But I don't see it. I just, to me, I just don't see the Colts moving on from Carson Wentz because there's not an upgrade out there. And, guys, that's just about it for the Dear Pass Nation podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. Uh, Make sure that you're following us on Twitter, at RayRowWeb. Stay up to date uh, when we're releasing all our new content, blah, 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 blah. You can follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. And don't forget, give up producer Mike, who's not here tonight, a follow too, at MN underscore Off Topic. We've got all your Patriots and NFL content covered. Why wouldn't you tune in daily? Why wouldn't you follow us on social media? Don't forget, I am a member of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything that I'm doing over there, plus over 100 podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlondell.com has everything that you're looking for. If you're a fan of the Dear Pass Nation podcast and you're looking for a place to get all of my content, head on over to rayroute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H dot You'll find all my latest episodes of the Dear Past Nation podcast, plus all my newest videos, blogs, merch store, and more. Go check out rayroute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H dot and get all of my newest free content all in one place. If you are looking for exclusive Dear Nation content, head on over to my Patreon page and become a Loyalty Club member for only $5 a month. Here's the perks you get for joining the Patreon page. You get the live version of the Dear Nation podcast. So, as I speak at this very second, there are Patreon members watching this live. You don't have to wait until 10 o'clock to get the replay. You don't have to wait until the podcast comes out. You can get it live by joining the Patreon club. You get direct access to me. Send me a message. I guarantee that I'll answer you. Also, all your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Dear Past Nation podcast, plus every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can join the Patreons Hangout with me and all the Loyalty Club members. So for $5 a month, you get exclusive videos, you get your comments and questions answered, and you get the Friday night hangout. So come check out the Patreon page at www.patreon.com dpn sports And ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the pitches That's it for the content I appreciate everyone who listened from all over the world and never forget no matter who you are, no matter where you are and no matter what's going on in your life You're legit, kid